I'm Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach, and I'm so excited to bring episode number 58 to you today. Many of you know or have heard our mission statement, but for those who haven't, I'll share it with you again. All In Sports Outreach exists to share the hope and the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and promote unity and racial reconciliation. We're going to talk about that today um, in the conversation you're about to hear with Coach A.J. Stewart. He's currently the running back coach at Brigham Young University in Utah, played college football at Kansas. He's coached down at uh, Rice, and now, again, the running back coach at BYU. Strong man of God, married to Virginia. They have a newborn son, actually born on Christmas this last year. I cannot wait for you to hear his story, so let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Coach Stewart. No problem. Appreciate you having me. You bet. So I always like to start off with some background information because I know a lot of listeners may not be familiar with who you are and, and your background. So tell us a little bit about yourself and where you grew up, your family growing up, and uh, your family today. Uh, yeah, I was uh, grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, um, born and raised there. Um, single, single mother. I have a younger brother um, that's four years younger than I am. We both um, play sports. Um, our whole from from when they would allow us to all the way through college, you know. So that was um, that's kind of been the story of of our lives, just surrounded by sports. Um, and went from you know growing up in St. Louis, uh, was blessed to receive a scholarship to play at University of Kansas and play football there. Um, my you know for for four years, uh, then decided to get into coaching after that. And so I went straight, maybe two weeks after graduation, moved down to Houston, Texas to become a graduate assistant at Rice University. Um, I worked there for two years as a graduate assistant, then was promoted um, and then worked um, for for four more years. Um, so six total um, there is uh, an assistant slash grad assistant. Met my wife down there during that time as well, uh, Virginia, um, through some mutual friends and was we dated for 10 months and I knew she was the one so got down on the knee and we're uh, engaged for 10 more months and then you know tied the knot and so it she was she was she was special and I knew you know that um, it didn't take me that long to realize that I I needed to make that decision and keep her around (laughs) because she she made me better so how long have y'all been married so we're we've been married going on three years Going on three you years. have a newborn, right? Yeah, just had a baby um, in uh, December. Well, actually, on Christmas Day, we had a baby. That's so, awesome. Yep. And then you're currently the uh, a running back coach at BYU. Did you go straight from Rice to BYU? Yes, straight from Rice. This was I just finished uh, my first. Uh, it, it's been one year as of yesterday. Um, oh wow! Signing day. I've been here. Yeah, signing day was my first day uh, last year, and so uh, yeah, we. I was I was blessed to be you know as a coach to be anywhere for longer than a couple of years. You know, so I was at Rice for six years, and you know, hopefully I'm here for you know a long time as well. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. So so what made you um, decide to want to pursue coaching after playing playing football? Well, I, I always knew that I wanted to do something involved with sports my whole life. I, either if I wasn't wasn't going to play in the NFL, I was going to be a, a you know a agent or a um, mm-hmm. work in some type of sports management um, field. 
journalism or coaching. And so um, when I was in college, um, that was right as the social media thing started kind of gearing up, like in 2008, 2009, it's kind of when Twitter and it started to turn. And so I was originally going to do journalism, but just didn't feel comfortable with the, you know, the, the journalistic climate during that time. Yeah. I decided to go, go with health and PE um, because I knew that, you know, I would be happy being a, you know, just a PE teacher and a, and a coach, football, basketball, baseball, whatever. So just wanted to get, get a major that I could fall back on and knew I would have a stable um, income, you know, if, if football didn't work out for me. And Absolutely. so, and so I did that. Um, and honestly didn't know I was going to be really be a football coach until my junior year in college. Um, when I played for Turner Gill um, at Kansas and he was a Christian man. He was uh, a great mentor, a great leader. Um, and his leadership style was, was very similar to how I could see myself as a leader. Um, I had never been around coaches who led that way, you know, mm-hmm. um, through a, a Christ-like approach of leadership, you know, and, and um, empowering, you know, leadership. And so I was like, you know, this is, I could see myself being that. And so I, I really planned on, you know, going back to St. Louis and being a high school coach. And uh, right as I was getting ready to graduate from Kansas, I got a call from one of our old coaches um, that, that was at Rice. And he offered me a job to come down and be a graduate assistant. And so, you know, I figured, you know, maybe go down there, learn a couple, learn how to coach football for a couple of years and then go back to St. Louis, you know, and be a, yeah. and be a better coach. And so, um, the Lord just worked it out to where, you know, I was there and, and he wanted to keep me there and, and, and at this level. And so that's kind of why I'm, I'm here where I'm at now. That's awesome. And, uh, so we're recording this the day after signing day. So how, how'd it go for BYU? It went well. Went well, we had a, you know, good group of guys. The thing about, you know, about it here at BYU is, um, you're going to get guys who want to be here. You know, mm. a lot of them grew up, you know, um, being BYU fans and, uh, you know, dreaming of the day to, that they could, you know, put the Y on, you know, right. on the jersey. And it makes it a little a little smaller pool and, and really an easier, you know, sell for us. You know, we, we know exactly the type of guys that we're going to get. And, yeah. and so we pick those guys early and, and go after them. And so we, we had a really good class and we're, we already have a really good team. So just adding on to it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let me ask you about just in your time that you've been coaching, is there an athlete and just from the athletic standpoint, is there an athlete or two that, that you just really stands out to you that you've been able to work with? Um, being able to work. So as a player, the best, the greatest athlete, there were two that I played with that were the greatest that I've ever been around. Number one is a key to He just played the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, for the Rams, he's he's by far the best player I've ever been around in my life, and at any level of any any sport. Um, and then Chris Harris, he was he's a, he was actually in the same class as I was at Kansas, and he's a, he's we're still really good friends. And um, those two guys were were just unbelievable, and you know, or they'll maybe both be Hall of Famers someday, you know. And so that's um, that was that's that. Um, I think the best player I've ever been around was as a coach is Vance McDonald when I was at Rice he's a tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers he um he's the guy this year who had that stiff for me against the Buccaneers oh yeah 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 threw the guy to the ground and went for like 70 yards he's he's probably the best that I've ever been around as a coach um he was just incredible I mean he was 
he he can do things that that I had never seen before. And I I played the tight end position too. I was glad I wasn't on the team when he was because I would never have gotten in. You know, he was that good. Yeah. So a couple more questions, um, sports related. What would you say maybe is your greatest memory or accomplishment um, in your career? Maybe either player or coach. Greatest memory. Um, I would say probably I may be a prisoner of the moment, but when we beat Wisconsin this year <clears throat> as a coach, that was uh, that was pretty incredible. Uh, yeah. There's another my my first ever win as a coach, actually, believe it or not, when I was at Rice, we played at Kansas and beat them as at a, on a walk off field goal with no time left. Wow, so that was my first my first ever win as a coach was against my alma mater on a walk off field goal. That's and crazy. Yeah, those those two were probably the the biggest. I mean, I, there's been so many you know, yeah. games as a player, but as a, as a coach. Those two are those definitely stand out. Um, and as a player, there's there's a lot, but um, I would probably say I, I just joked around with my buddies. He's a he's a coach at uh, Missouri State. But when we were we were ten years old. We played each other. We had a night. We were really two really good teams, and they never let the young teams play at night. And so it was right. the first time we ever we ever played a night game, and. Uh, it was it was just one of those moments you never forget as a kid. And uh I had three touchdowns. I think he had three touchdowns and we edged him out at the end. But it was it was a it was a game I never forget because of the first time I ever got to play under the lights and I did really well that day. Yeah, there's something special about as a kid, the, the when the lights come on, that's good. Yeah. What about um, sticking with kind of kind of opposite end of that spectrum? Is there a, a challenge or a disappointment that you've had to go through as an athlete or a coach? Oh yeah, for sure. I, I've uh, I've been a part. I've been blessed to be a part of some really good football teams, but I've also been a part of some really bad football teams. Um, as far as if you just look at the record, um, mm-hmm. really, really challenging. Um, my last year at Rice, we were one and eleven, and that was the wow. that's the worst. Um, record I've ever had as a coach and it was it was challenging um, and so that's the season I'll never forget but it was I'll never forget it because there were so many lessons that were learned in mm. those and and I actually learned more that season than I had, had ever learned in in this the years that I've had success I mean, wow I learned, yeah. I learned more when we went one and eleven than I did when we went ten and three and won our conference and wow. so um, it's it's definitely challenging um, from an earthly standpoint, but if, if you have your perspective right and you're looking through the right lenses, um, it can definitely be a great time in your life, you know, to to grow and, and use that discomfort to propel you, you know, to another level. Yes, I mean, that's a, that's a life lesson for us all. If we remember, you know, to if we look at our challenges as opportunity, we will grow from it. So that's good. Sure. Let's talk about faith for a moment. Um you talked a little bit about growing up. Did you grow up in a family of faith? And then at what point in your life did you go, you know what, I need a relationship with Jesus. That's what it's all about. So I grew up with a family that went to church. My, our grandparents, they went to church every Sunday. They did. Mm-hmm. Um, if we were, if we stayed at their house, we're going to church, you know, with them on Sunday, you know, old school. Um, uh, but as far as my, I mean, my mom, she's, single mother like I said two jobs so we didn't go to church like every Sunday 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we were taught we were taught Jesus, you know, as kids, and it, and and so even though we didn't, we weren't as active in our, I would say, our faith or right. um, serving, you know, at church and stuff like that. The seed was planted for sure. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we had to figure it out on our own and, and things like that. And so um, I honestly didn't have like a really an actual relationship with God until I got to college. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, uh, one of my teammates. Um, he was a walk-on from Dallas High School. My buddy Willie, he um, he invited me to church. You know, he invited me to Bible study. I think our my sophomore year, and you know I would blow him off every now and then. But sometimes, if he just cornered me, I'd be like, "All right, man, I'll, I'll come to Bible study with you or whatever." Um, he would do. He had like a campus ministry that he that he mm. did on campus, and so it would be like a small group, five to ten guys, you know, just sitting and, and just doing basic Bible um, studies. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of started. He planted that seed probably sophomore year, and then I gradually went from doing that to going to church occasionally with him. And and so he 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 was slick. I always tell him, man, you were, you were slick in your approach. You didn't push me too hard, but you just kept giving me little samples. And I wanted more. And, and so, uh, so ended up by junior year, ended up going to church regularly, you know, and then, um, decided to get baptized my junior year and, um, and actually joined campus ministry with him and, and help lead Bible studies and things like that. And wow. so, um, that's kind of where I really started taking my faith really serious my junior year in college and then when I moved down to Houston I met my wife um she's very she was very um, involved she sings um she's actually yeah. uh, she sang at at church but she actually sings um professionally as well oh wow at, you know in Christian in the Christian uh ab- or arena and so she basically told me if if, if you're not going to go to church we're not gonna, we're not going to work you know and, and oh wow and so um, I was already good thing. I was I mean, I was already committed to the Lord, and you know, was was willing and all that. But um, she just gave me that extra push. Um, and, you know, we both got really involved in our um, church, young adult ministry. And she sang and I did some different serving and, and things like that and um, helped out with the, pa- the pastor, uh, was his assistant for a while and stuff like that. And so it was a uh, that's that's kind of been my journey, you know, in my faith. Yeah. Currently. Currently, we, you know, we go to church here. Um, it's different really in, in Utah, you know, as uh, non-Mormons, you know, there's not many uh, non-denominational, non-denominational churches and things right. like that. Um, we, ha- we have a good church here that we go to. And, um, you know, we we haven't gone a lot uh, these past few months because of, you know, the baby right. and stuff yeah. like that. But um, we're... Uh, we have a really good church here and, and things like that. And if we don't go, we're going to stream it. We're going to stream on Sunday if, if we don't physically go. And yeah, so, that's awesome. Um, that's kind of what, that's kind of where, uh, where I am, you know, with my faith, you know, it just, yeah. it's been, a, it's been a, a constant journey, you know, from my junior year in college up to now. Is there a, an athlete or another coach that stands out in your faith journey since your junior year that you've seen God, kind of work through you in their life? Um, you don't have to name names. I was just curious if there's, you know, being a believer and a coach, if you've, you know, seen uh, anything through that. It, it, are you, are you, 
can you ask the question again? I, I'm not sure if I understand what. what yeah, yeah. So, I mean, is there, you know, since you know, being a man of faith as a coach, is there an athlete or another coach that that you've just seen God use you in their life? You know, in, oh, yeah. to help them grow in their faith or going through a difficult time or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And so I was really blessed when I was at Rice. Um, I was really good friends with our FCA uh, leader, mm-hmm. Joe Hornberg, and he did a great job with his FCA program and all that. And uh, we worked a lot together to um, have Bible studies for the guys and, and mm-hmm. the players. And um, he kind of was more he was a formal FBA guy. And he had his FCA for all sports, um, but he would allow me to um to get connected with some of the players who maybe weren't as comfortable with going mm-hmm. to that FCA setting. And we would just do a Bible study, like in, in the locker room and, and things like That's that. That's awesome. That and, awesome. And so I actually got really close to, you know, a lot of the guys. And I, I guess my approach, you know, wasn't as intimidating, I would say, um, as, as mm-hmm. a former like pastor or a former right. church director or something like that. And so, um, they allowed me to, you know, to to kind of minister to them, you know, and uh, some of our co- young coaches, they came and did our Bible studies with us, you know, the players and um, some of our support staff. And so um, God was he used me so much, you know, at, at Rice. There was a, a heavy need for that. And um, there were guys who were thirsty um, for, yeah. for the Lord there. And, and so um, I was just I was able to do that and, and lead chapels and things like that. Um, and, and guys will reach, reach out to me to come sit down with me and ask questions and stuff like that. And so, um, obviously God gets the glory in it, in it all. He's the one who, you know, made those appointments and I just, you know, allowed him, you know, to speak to me and, and just, and use my feet to, to walk out his, his will. Yeah. That's a good example. Just being available and obedient. You know, if we just make ourselves available and obey, I mean, opportunities there. We just we just have to make ourselves willing to do it. That's good. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned you know, your wife and a and a newborn, and I know the demands of coaching is is great. So how do you how do you balance all that? Being you know, a, being a a college assistant takes a lot of time, but you know, you also got to grow, grow your marriage and now you're a dad. So how do you put all that together and, and try to balance? Uh, to be honest, I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> Never figure it out. Right. I, I have finally kind of mastered balancing work and my wife and doing, being a good husband. And then we throw the baby into it and now yeah. I'm all flustered and, and now I'm, you know, trying to figure out how to re reestablish myself and all that. But I think just, um, my prayer every day is, is that God can fix my heart to serve, you know, my wife and to be present, mm. um, in things outside of me. And that's a challenge, you know, for me as a coach. I mean, I'm, I'm it's, it's hard for me to not be all in with whatever I'm involved in. And so, um, if like my wife just got on me yesterday about this move that we're having, you know, I'm all in, like making sure everything's packed, you know, she's watching the baby and I'm just going hours and hours at a time, just relentlessly working. And when, you know, that's, that's a great quality to have, you know, and, but usually some of our greatest strengths are our greatest weaknesses. As well. Amen. Yeah. And so, and so I do have that natural drive and that natural uh, laser focus on things that, you know, that, um, I want to succeed in, but with that things can, can get neglected as mm. well. And so that's why I, I pray, you know, daily that God, you know, um, he, 
that he can convict my heart so that, you know, I don't lose sight of, you know, the, the balance that needs to be had. You know, I mean, I have to excel in my job for us to, you know, be able to, you know, have a nice house and things like that. But also though, that nice house and everything doesn't matter if I don't have anybody under it with me, you know, to. Well, that's a great reminder. And well, that's so, good. I think you're talking to me now. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a daily. It's literally a day. It's a daily fight, you know, to find that balance. But um, it, it it takes a strong wife, honestly, to be a to be a coach's wife. Some understanding okay, yeah. for her. Um, some sacrifice that's made, um, and she does she does what what she can, you know. And but there are times where she she'll sit me down and say, you know what, hey, we. Uh, we've been neglecting, you know, one another and, and things like that. And so it's, it's just a constant, you know, battle, you know, daily, but it's, it's been a, um, it's been fruitful, you know, in a lot of ways. And yeah, I think we, we're, we work together with it, you know, and so it, there's, there's great days and, and there's not so great days, but um, overall um, it, it, it gets accomplished. I'll say that. That's good. I like the fact, I like what you said that you pray every day that your heart would be convicted. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about balance, whether it's in athletics or whatever their career is, but I never had anybody say it that way, man. I, I like that. I wrote that down because I mean, that's, that's for me. I mean, I struggle with balance as well being, you know, job ministry, wife, three kids, you know, yeah. I, I would say my, my oldest is 15, my younger two are 12. It doesn't really get any easier. You may get a little more sleep the older they get, but there's yeah. always, you know, that, that time commitment's always there. So balance is a struggle, but that's good. I like that. I like the um, praying for God to convict your heart. Mm-hmm. That's good. So I want to ask a um, shift a little bit and talk about the role sports plays in culture. Um, I mean, it's no secret that our culture is divided yeah. um, along a lot of different ways, but mm-hmm. we, we know that sports is one way that brings people together. It, it'll overcome racial barriers, socioeconomic, um, demographic, re, uh, religion, political. But it just tears down a lot of walls when you're in sports or even in the stands on a Friday night at a football game. But once the game's over, obviously, you know that kind of go, goes away. But um, so, in your experience in athletics, how have you seen that um, where sports? being a part of that, that team brings people together and, and people ignore those, those differences. I think it, it, uh, whenever you're challenged to fight through adversity, um, it always builds you up as a person. But I think what sports does is you, you're fighting through adversity with people. And I think it brings, it can either bring the best or the worst out of you. Mm. Um, And, and in that, I've had so many, you know, guys that I play with or work with throughout the years that have expressed to me like their backgrounds and um, things that they're not proud of their, you know, parents or grandparents and some of their views on, you know, on things Um, and just being able to to work together and and come from different backgrounds and 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 find the good in, in people that you had, you know, you may not have ever come in contact with different races, different religious backgrounds, um, you know, and things like that. And so I think that's the biggest thing. There's, there's no racism on, on a football team. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it, it's not possible. And so 
um, that's the, the good part. It's, it's hard for me at times to understand a lot of stuff that goes in the world because I'm just in that box of mm. I've been in the box of sports my whole life. And when I look at you know when I was a when I was a quarterback, when I looked at my left tackle, I didn't see color. You know, I saw that mm-hmm. hey, this guy that's going to be protecting me. And, um, I looked in next to me at the running back. I didn't see you know what color he was or where he was from or what he believed in or whatever. I just saw, you know, a brother next to me. And so mm. that's kind of how I, how it is for, you know, us in the sports world. And it's usually why you see a lot of athletes standing up and for, you know, for bigger causes and um, against racism and things like that is because there's, we, we see it that you can work with others, you know, mm-hmm. and not necessarily agree with everything, but still respect one another and love one that's another. That's right. That's right. And so, um, that's that's the the advantage of being a part of sports, in my opinion. No, that's yeah. good. I think I think it's a beautiful picture of number one, the way the church, big C, should should operate. Yeah. You know, and then then just and then even as a culture, I mean, to me, that's the way God designed us to operate. It just we don't see it that way, but that, that's a beautiful picture of of what we should strive for. Yeah. So a lot of our listeners, um, student athletes and coaches, middle school on up, um, and, you know, and, and it's not the easiest time right now to live out their faith, um, whether you're a, an athlete or a coach in, in, in the schools. So what advice would you offer someone who they're a believer, they want to use that platform of athletics to point people to Jesus, but wow. it's not always easy. So what encouragement would you offer or advice to um, encourage them to take that stand and use the platform that they've been given. So um, this is something I talk about with our athletes um, more so when I was at Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about my my athletes. It was a sermon that I watched. Uh, Rich Wilkerson, um, he's a pastor down in Miami, and he's he's one of my favorite pastors to follow. But I watched one of his sermons uh, one day, and it was about um, giving samples and. And essentially, you know, like if you go to Costco on a Saturday morning, you may go and they have like this fruit drink that you would never you would never go and just buy on your own. Mm -hmm. You may see it on the shelf and say, man, that looks good. But is it worth eight bucks to buy the case? Right. But so you take a sample and you like it. You're like, wow, this is really good. And so you go Mm. you go buy a case of it, you know, or you buy two cases of it. And um you know, that's something that you probably would have never really taken the time to really dive into. And and now you not only are you buying a case, you're telling your friends, hey, man, try this drink. You should go. And then they go and buy mm. a case and then they tell somebody. And then now, it, you know, everybody's buying this product. And so um, I think as every as daily in our daily lives as Christians, we, we need to plant we need to plant seeds or give samples of mm. Christ. And I, that isn't just like, hey, walking around and giving people scripture all daily and all that, but it's just people Christ through our actions, our our, uh, our servanthood, um, the way we verbalize things, the way we care and, and just show genuine love for people. And then, you know, so you, you know, pick up a, a box for a, for someone one day and then the next day you smile and check on them and, and now they're, they actually, you know, Hey, why, why are you that way? You know I mean? Why you're always happy. You're always, you know, so thoughtful. You're always so helpful. Why are you that way? And well, 
you know, to be honest, that's, that's just, it comes along with my faith. You know, I believe that mm. Christ has called us to do it. And now that she, the, the sample has been given and she's okay, you know, I like, I like that, you know, tell me more. That's right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. You know, and then that builds into a small group and then that goes into church and then now she's giving her life to Christ. And then now it's, you know, it's, uh, she's doing the same thing for somebody else. And so I think that's just how you do it. You, uh, you plant seeds daily with, with your actions. You're genuinely uh, loving to others. And, and those samples, people will be intrigued. I, I've seen it a lot of times. That happened to me, like I said, with my buddy, my teammate. He, he gave me a sample. Uh, yeah. I reluctantly went to Bible study because he was my friend and I knew I knew he had substance to what he was saying and I was like all right I guess I'll I'll take a study I had a sample of it and I wanted more you know I wanted more. You, yeah. to, you know carry your bible around or sit in in the bleachers and wait till everybody's watching and close your eyes act like you're praying so they you know that's not how it works and, and usually the, those type of things turn people off to be honest that's right that's right no I like that I think just genuine love on a daily basis. I like that example because I'm a Costco shopper. Yeah. And uh, I can't tell you how much money I've spent because I sample something. Yeah. Half the stuff I come home with at Costco has nothing to do with anything that was on the list. It's because yeah. I got me a little sample. So actually, that's a good one. I'm, I'm gonna use, I wrote that one down. I'm going to use that example. That's, that, that's, that's very good. I like one that. last question for you. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people have a life verse or favorite scripture. Is there a scripture that you have that is your favorite or maybe one that God has shown you recently in your life that you would share to encourage us? I think my favorite is Ephesians uh, 6 and 9. It's mm. um, uh, do not grow weary of doing good things for at the, or for at the proper time you will receive a harvest. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm kind of putting up that into my own words. A right, bit. absolutely. But um, but that I, I love that verse because it's just it's a humbling verse. It's mm -hmm. you know just keep doing good. Just that that conviction I talked about earlier. It's just daily. Just be just re, be reminded daily to just do good. You know, and we don't do it just so that we reap harvest, but just know that there's a reward for for just being to, for being good. And it doesn't say um, don't grow weary of being perfect, or you know don't grow weary of not sinning it's just don't grow weary of being good i think that's a very uh it's a calming verse for me you know to know that you know i'm, I'm i jack up a lot of stuff I'm, I'm imperfect and all that but um if i just continue to stay on the right track you know and repent and get back on on course you know and just continue to do good the harvest will come you know whether Amen. you know in in the near future or um the, the grand prize that we're all after. And so that that's the number one verse I would say that um that really, you know, God it puts in my heart. I love that because it is it is it's it is a good reminder because you can get tired of always doing, 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 you know, uh -huh. and, and kind of lose lose focus. That that's a very good a good reminder um that, you know, like you said, we don't do it for the reward, but you know, keep keep doing it because there is one. That's yeah. good. And I, I think I actually said Ephesians six and nine is Galatians six and nine. Yeah, Sorry. that's that's that, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
Yes, yeah, Galatians six and nine. Yep, absolutely. Man, I know you got a lot going on with uh, work and trying to move. So I appreciate your time today. No problem. I appreciate you. Thank you. You bet. I hope you were encouraged by AJ's story, his passion. I hope you got a glimpse of his desire to to make Christ known every day with everyone he comes in contact with. He talked about having a heart that stays focused on what really matters, not getting caught up with all the the noise and the distractions around us, but, but being focused on what matters, and that's Jesus. That's loving God and loving others. And he used that Costco example. You, you know, you go to Costco and they're always handing out samples, and that's what we need to be, living samples, living examples of people that love God and love others and are constantly planting seeds everywhere we go. We may not always see the harvest, but we're constantly, by the, by the way we talk, by the way we act, by the way we treat others, we're, we're constantly planting seeds, pointing people to Jesus by the way we live. So I, I encourage you to share this episode with a family member or a friend. Um, also, for those who always listen to us and those that are first-time listeners, I would encourage you to go to our Facebook page, All In Sports Outreach, or our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. You can communicate with us both of those places. Also, you'll see who we are, why we do what we do. You'll see opportunities to pray for us, opportunities to serve with us, and opportunities to give. And the last thing, if you were encouraged by this episode, please go to iTunes, leave us that five-star review. The more reviews we get, the greater the platform we have to continue sharing the gospel, sharing these stories of faith and sports to make Jesus known through media. Again, we're so incredibly grateful for your, for your continued prayers and encouragement. And until next time.